Here's a, an update on the Woodstock situation. Uh, apparently now there is only one Woodstock festival coming to upstate New York. There was two, and now we're down to one. This all according to Syracuse.com. Hat tip to my man Jacob for sending this to me first. Um, it looks like Bethel Woods and Live Nation have ceased calling uh, their festival on the weekend of August 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th, a Woodstock anniversary concert. I'm not sure what exactly happened here. To me, there had to be some sort of an agreement between the two festivals for one to kind of back out. It doesn't really make sense to me that they would do this given the information I'm about to tell you. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, the headline is, Bethel Woods replaces Woodstock 50th Anniversary Festival plans with three concerts. Essentially, nothing has really changed other than they're not calling it a Woodstock uh, anniversary concert. But they're going to have Woodstock performers perform that weekend. It It doesn't make any sense. Like, the article, nothing in the article here says what I'm implying. But, I mean, when you read this, how could there not be some sort of a thing between the two. Unless they just literally looked at it and were like, we can only sell 15,000 tickets. They're going to sell 100,000. We're going to get crushed here. We might as well back off. But if you were really backing off, you wouldn't do anything that weekend. I don't know. It's all quite bizarre, but this is the uh, facts. Bethel Woods Center for the Arts CEO Darlene Fadoon said in a statement, we are humbled by the interest in the anniversary year and we realized it was greater than we'd ever dreamed. We recognize the importance of this place to so many and our mission of preservation and interpretation of the 1960s is central to a season of song and celebration as it provides our guests the opportunity to reflect, to learn, and to celebrate the legacy of what occurred here. So what she's kind of talking about is they've decided instead of just focusing on the 50th anniversary concert and that weekend that they were going to do a year long worth of celebration starting uh, March 30th when the festival season kicks off, or I should say that the season kicks off when it gets nice enough in upstate that the festival, the museum and the festival, the field will reopen for the 2019 season. They're going to do a special exhibit. We are golden reflections on the 50th anniversary of the Woodstock festival and aspirations for a peaceful future. The rest of the season will feature Live Nation-sponsored concerts, including Mountain Jam for the first time after relocating from Hunter Mountain. It's a big story that came out the other day. I don't know if we really spent too much time on it here on the morning show, but yeah, Mountain Jam's not going to be at Hunter Mountain. It's going to be over at Bethel Woods this year. Um, I understand this part of it, that it's bigger than they thought. Like When the announcement came that they were going to be doing this, even before Michael Lang made his announcement, like people were snatching up hotels, B&Bs, Airbnbs. Like they were just, they were scarce already. I know because we had some preliminary conversations here about going up there to do the show from Woodstock, of which I am still remain very skeptical of. And I only mention it because I'm trying to illustrate the point here. Uh, but it was like... We had heard, you know, we, we knew it was the 15th anniversary. We had heard inklings. There was a very quick conversation here. And then the announcement kind of came when Michael Lang first said it. And then the other thing happened. 
And we had a very brief meeting, me and one of the other people, behind the scenes people here, and they were like, you have to go up there and do that. And I'm like, I don't know. It seems like a logistical nightmare. 100,000 people, not your old pal Lance thing. Just not my bag. Really, really not. Like, I, that is not, I know it's history. I know all this stuff, but I, like, I, I don't know. The, the, the idea of the original was like a 400,000 people being in that area without clean bathrooms, a shower, a good meal terrifies me. Terrifies me. If you, if Doc Brown pulled up next to the EHM studio right now and was like, Ant, we can do it. We can go back to Woodstock. You can be part of this historical, wonderful moment. I'll, you know, we'll be there. I would be like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I am I being disappointing here? There, that's, there's nothing. I, if you told me I could fly in, watch some of the show, and fly back out with Doc Brown, great. But if I have to be there for four days with those people in the field and the mud and the body odor, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. no, I'm good. I'm good. I can't even stay in a two-star hotel. You, this, you, you know, and not, not to slam upstate New York. There's a lot of two-star hotels up there. A lot of two-star hotels. As Manny said in Modern Family, you lose a lot of amenities when that H goes to an M. You know what I'm saying? A lot of roadside places. Last time I was in upstate New York, I slept in a bed. Uh, it was a high school trip. We were in New Paltz. We weren't even that far up. We were in New Paltz. I found a, a piece of hair. There was blood and some other bodily fluid in the bed that I had to sleep in on high school trip. On a high school trip. <laughs> I remember going to my teacher going, I want you to take a look at this. And there was, you know, there was the comforter and there was the sheet and then the, the bottom sheet. And every time I peeled the layer off, there was a new surprise. And I showed him all this. And he looked me in the eye and goes, I was in the army, kid deal and I looked at him and I go okay that's fair <laughs> I'm still uncomfortable I can't compete with the army thing but this is really still uncomfortable for me so the idea so anyway we were talking about going up there and we were I said okay see what's available let's plan it out we, you know we have you know because we have budgets and costs and all that stuff and time and you know, I can't bring the kids. I'm going to be three days away from the kid. Well, I was like, let's see what it looks like. It was it looks horrific. Within a day of the rumor of this thing going down, of Michael Lang going, I'm thinking about doing something, everything was snatched up. People were immediately booking Airbnbs. Houses were being rented out. It went so quickly, it wasn't even funny. Like It was so fast that the next day I said, forget it. Because what's available now is the, <laughs> the bottom of the barrel. And we didn't even have a chance when everything was open. I wasn't feeling good about it. And he winds up sticking the thing in Watkins Glen. So it's not, you're, you're two hours away from where, you, you know, this is actually going to go down. So that just like goes to show you the craze. So I understand Bethel Woods going, oh, we'll, we'll roll this into a whole year celebration. And that's kind of almost warranted. You can probably squeeze a whole entire season out of this. Uh, but walking away from the weekend itself, that's the, that's the odd part that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. That, to me, says there was some sort of an agreement reached between the two entities. Uh, because how could there not be? So what will actually happen on that weekend 
Thursday, August 15th, they're going to do a screening of the Woodstock documentary. It'll be a director's cut version that did win an Oscar. It will be on the site itself in the field where Woodstock was like at Bethel. So that's cool. That's really, really cool. On Friday, August 16th, Ringo and the All-Star Band will be there. Arlo Guthrie will be there. The Edgar Winter Band will be there. Edgar and Arlo both performed at the original Woodstock. So you have original performers on Friday the 16th. On Saturday the 17th, you have Santana there. He's been going out with the Dewey Brothers. He'll do that again. Santana was at the original Woodstock. On Sunday, August 18th, they have a concert to be announced. So we don't know what's there. But you have three original Woodstock performers performing at Bethel Woods that weekend. I mean, you know, to not call that a 50th anniversary celebration is semantics. That is clearly what it is. Now, granted, Ringo wasn't there. The Doobie Brothers weren't there. But still, you know, I mean, that's what they're doing. They're doing it on that weekend. Uh, so it's it's interesting to tell. But again, it's a 15,000 seat capacity versus Watkins Glen, which is going to be 100,000 tickets available. And to me, the other part about this is I have a hard time thinking that Santana would go up there and not go to the other one. Like I like usually there's a radius clause. There's a, you know, a time clause. If you play somewhere, you can't play within 100 miles. You can't play within the next three months. You know, there's all these things that go into concerts, you know, um, especially when, you know, you're trying to sell tickets and you can't do one show here and then do another show next door. It just never happens. If you see it happen in the city, it's because there's an agreement in place. You know, a lot of the time or a lot of times it's the same promoter or the same owner of the venue. You know, that kind of stuff can happen. The only one who really seems to get away with it, believe it or not, is the Capitol Theater. I've seen a lot of shows recently where the Capitol Theater will do a show and the, the performers playing in the Beacon or they're playing wherever. And there, there doesn't, the Capitol Theater seems to be really, and I don't know if it's Phil or what the involvement is, but seems to really be operating at a completely different standard from everybody else. But I take this as, guess what? I, it's almost assuring the fact that Santana, Arlo, Edgar will be at the uh, Watkins Glen thing, because how could they not be? I mean, you're literally two hours away. If Arlo and Edgar Winter are opening the show for Ringo, they could be in what or they could be in Watkins Glen that afternoon and then be there at Bethel Woods. That's a two hour drive, you know, or they do the Friday and then they're over at Watkins Glen Saturday. Maybe Santana is over at Watkins Glen Friday and then vice versa. I don't honestly think that that hurts either one of those things, especially judging by the fact that hotel availability is super scarce already. Like, I don't think. Even if you're selling 100,000 tickets in one spot, I don't think it's that much to get 15,000 tickets at another. And again, for the people that are even up there, you're talking about a two-hour drive. That's not hard to do. But could you imagine the traffic on that? I mean, you're literally on a two-lane highway. 17 is like a two-lane highway back and forth from one to the other. It's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare. You're talking about an hour. It's a, you're talking about U.S. Open here in Southampton. Nightmare. Like two-hour scenario to drive 15 minutes. So they dropped the Woodstock brand name from this celebration. But again, you have three, three out of the five performers are Woodstock originals. I mean, semantics, right? Clearly semantics. And they had Live Nation had this whole they had this whole, uh, you know, branding agency involved called Invent. 
and they were hired to come along and, and put on the Woodstock thing, and they've they've announced that they're no longer a part of it. So so there is some things to it, but again, it's all kind of just semantics when you get down to it. Because um, there's still going to be a, a smidge of uh, a competition there. Um, who's going to fill out that Sunday show? I don't know. Perhaps the who? Uh, Joan Baez, still available. One of the CSNY guys, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, whatever incarnation of Jefferson Starship Airplane is still around and playing. Who knows uh, who's going to fill out that Sunday? But I would imagine it would be another legacy artist. Uh, and then we'll wait and see what Michael Lang has to say about uh, his thing. But now, as of right now, for branding purposes, there is only one Woodstock Festival, and it'll be at Watkins Glen. Uh, lineup still to be announced. But again, I wouldn't be surprised or shocked that you see Arlo, Edgar, and uh, uh, what's his name? Santana, all a part of that mix. EHM, this is Ann. Who am I talking to? Yeah, it's Bobby. How are you? Bob, what's going on? I'm a little uptight about this whole... Woodstock thing, you know? I think, you know, like, Live Nation backed out. I think they got pressured heavy by Lang and his troops, okay? And Lang was the purveyor of the original event, correct? Yes, well, Live Nation is still producing the shows. The other agency left. Oh, Live Nation's producing Woodstock? They're, They're producing the concerts at Bethel Woods. should have backed out and the other guy should jump on the bandwagon of 50 years at Watkins Glen Summer Jam which didn't get as much notoriety as Woodstock and it was bigger by a couple of hundred thousand people I know yeah that's crazy yeah there's three bands <laughs> I know it's a mind blower you know yeah no I know it's yeah, crazy he's over at Jasco's Farm doing this and that and I get it and then three bands pack out the, the raceway. It's it's nuts. Yeah, I got to run, man, but thanks for the call. All right, babe. Later. Nobody talks about the fact that Watkins Glen had a ton more people, uh, you know, than Woodstock. I forget what the, uh, what the, what that, uh, what that pulled in. It was like 300,000. No, no, no. Well, Woodstock, they said, was 400,000. What was the estimate on Watkins Glen? Somebody find that for me. I know it was more than Woodstock. I don't know what they're saying exactly. Um, but that was 73, 2? Uh, July 28th, 1973, attendance, 600,000. Yeah, I think there's time for that. I think you'll see... I think... I think... Again... You know what's interesting about all this? Um, they talk about... Uh, I just watched the Fire Festival documentary. And uh, the interesting thing about that was, you know, here's a festival that went... It was horrifically gone wrong. Organizers didn't know what they were doing. They were ill-prepared. They kept making mistake after mistake after mistake. And they didn't have anything that they promised. They sold these people a bill of goods. They knew that they weren't going to come through. But what was interesting about it is the mentality of all the people working on it, especially the the not guy who was conning everybody, right? Not the main guy. Forget his name. Michael something, I think. 
but everybody that was hired to work on it, they were, they all had this like, I think we can pull this off mentality, even though they all sort of knew better in their, in their minds, their hearts were telling them, keep working because we can do it. We can do it. And uh, one of the people in a documentary bring up this wonderful point of like, nobody talks about the horrific things that occurred at Woodstock. You know, nobody really, you know, we all know it. We all remember the bad things, the lack of water, the, you know, hazardous, you know, living conditions. There was no sewage or plumbing, you know, bathrooms and uh, God knows how much harassment that went on. You know, that was ill reported, especially at the time. Uh, they all they remember is the peace, love and, you know, that's all the, the music. They all they remember is the good stuff. The point was that they forgot all the horrificness of Woodstock. That's that doesn't get told today in the stories. What gets told is all the amazing, wonderful things. Uh, and that and the fire festival, they had the same feeling like, OK, we don't have the, the extravagant things we promised these people, but we can maybe still give them a good experience. And right down to the end, they were thinking this will be, you know, that we can pull this off. It can be great. It could be Woodstock circa 2018, 2017 or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, and it didn't really, it didn't really go down like that. Um, Watkins Glen doing a summer jam, that would be an interesting thing. But I mean, who, you know, who really plays? You can do Dead and Company. You could do uh, maybe the new uh, Almond Betts band. That would be cool. Uh, I don't know who you can get for the band to play. But it certainly wouldn't draw 600,000. I mean, I, I could you imagine? I, I don't even think it could do it. I don't think it could do it. Again, it, and it was always the, you know, it drew more, but it didn't have that sort of culturally impactfulness of Woodstock. And I think that's for a variety of reasons. But it's an interesting point. But it's not like totally out of the, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here you know, in four years going, yeah, yeah, Summer Jam uh, 50th anniversary show up at uh, Watkins Glen. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Morning Show with Anthony podcast. You know, we're available on all the podcasters out there. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can get the Morning Show with Anthony podcast and subscribe on whichever service you prefer to use. If you're on iTunes, make sure you guys rate and review our podcast that helps us climb up the ranks a little bit. And of course, check out the home of the podcast. It's WEHM.com. We have a morning show vlog there as well. Tons of music news updated every single day, several times a day. And uh, lots of great contests too, especially if you live in the New York area. We give away a lot of concert tickets to some amazing shows all throughout New York City, Long Island, and New Jersey. So go to WEHM.com and make sure you guys follow us on social everywhere. You'll see my personal links Under the on-air tab, just click on Anthony.